You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Not So Newlywed Podcast. I'm one half of your co-host, uh, Candice, and you can find me on Twitter at Not So Newlywed PC. And I am joined by he probably want me to give him all this compliments yeah, like yeah, I did yeah. on the you know New Year podcast. Nah, go ahead. I'm waiting. Go ahead. Got it was n- good last time. Go ahead. Got nothing. Not it. A- uh, no. <laughs> Introduce yourself. <laughs> That's just terrible. <clears throat> is it? Just terrible. Yeah, you terrible as always. You back to your normal stuff. You oh, got wow. your um you got your one episode in for the year to be like really sweet to me. I thought that was that was just nice. The the wow. The listeners liked it and that's okay. Anyway, uh what's up y'all? It's Mike. You can find me on Twitter at brilliant dumb underscore E. Uh, among other places. Uh, but we got a really good show for you today. Uh, kind of want to talk about something that kind of hit the timeline and caused like a little stir. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I saw it on Facebook and Twitter. Um, but before we get into that, uh, if you haven't, please, please go back and resubscribe to Not So Newly Wet Podcast. When we switched over to the new network, um, we were unable to redirect the podcast, so we had to resubmit to um, iTunes, Spotify, um, Google, and all those other places. So if you've been looking for us, um, and we hope you've been looking for us, um, please just go back and resubscribe. It's really quick. It's just a click of a button, and then you back in there. Yeah. Um, and don't forget to go check out our Patreon for exclusive content, uh, patreon.com backslash flawless noises. And then uh, from that, you know, check out the site, buy some merchandise. Um, we have network t shirts, uh, t shirts for Ratchet Ramblings, which you know is m- like my baby, baby show. Um, London is here. Say hey. Okay. You like making me look crazy. I feel you though. <laughs> Um, yeah, ain't that hard? <laughs> wow. Hmm? Woof. <laughs> there she goes. Hey, boogies. Hi. Um, but Ooh. we're gonna get into it. So Aisha Curry uh, did an interview, um, and this is posted on USA Today's Life section, um, and they have a section called All the Moms, and so it says that Aisha Curry says that the secret to a long marriage to her husband Stephen Curry is putting him first and not the kids and so before we get into the article let me say this um a lot of I've historically uh women are conflicted with Aisha Curry they feel like she's kind of a slut shamer um because she makes it known that she tries to be uh, a pretty modest god-fearing Christian woman um, and that includes modesty in how she dresses and this, mm-hmm. that, and the third. Um, which now being a little bit older, um, being married myself, uh, putting God deeply into our marriage and our household, um, I have a, I, I don't have a lot of vitriol for her. 
uh, knowing where she's coming from. Um, I feel like maybe in the past she may have worded things. That's what I was going to say. Strangely, but I don't think her intent is ever to shame, shame anybody. Shame yeah. the next woman, it's, degrade the next woman. I always felt more like she was just saying how she likes to handle things. Yeah. But the way she was saying it, it kind of came being, off like yeah. that. Being but married, I don't think she meant it mm-hmm. in that way. One, being married to a, a athletic superstar... Being a celebrity in her own right, as somebody who has had a cooking show on the Food Network, has published her own cookbooks, has a really amazing line of cookware that's available um, in JCPenney. We see okay, it yeah. we see it quite often when we go in there, and I do plan to buy some when it's on sale because it is a little on the expensive side. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good cookware. Um, so, let's see. She says that... So it says celebrity chef Aisha Curry and the wife of Stephen Curry of the NBA's Golden State Warriors says the secret to staying married is a lot of straight conversations, but the couple have three children say it's something else. The something else came courtesy of their parents who have been married for 30 uh, plus years each. Yeah, that's a that's wow. Yeah. And they said, yep. Yep. And Curry is quoted as saying, and the one thing that they both shared with us some through learning it the hard way, some through just making sure that they do it. It's just making sure that we put each other first, even before the kids, as tough as that sounds. Putting ourselves first and making sure that we make time for date nights and for yet for each other. That's been very important as hard as it is. And mm-hmm. as you know, they have two daughters, Riley and Ryan, and then their six-month-old son, Cannon. Their own business ventures, own careers. Um, and they say, because when you become a parent, you want to put your kids first and we do, but we do it second to our relationship because ultimately when our relationship is good, the kids are happy and they're thriving and our family life is good. We have to put that into perspective and realize that it's not us being selfish. It's us making sure we set a strong foundation. So let me say, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've, I've heard a lot of hot takes on this and one of the ones that I heard that initially I wanted to cringe at but when you sit and think about it uh it makes a lot of sense is that one that um a lot of single people even single parents won't quite understand what they're saying because they're used to moving as a singular person Mm -hmm. foundation and structure in their house two um you really don't understand the 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 thought process behind it until you are either married or in a long-term relationship and when i say long term i mean sharing bills uh you both have your names on accounts deeds mortgages leases whatever all that kind of stuff you're sharing financial responsibilities and and have been for a while because lot common sense tells us we don't consider a long-term relationship six months we're talking about getting years into it even if you're not married but you share financial responsibilities and even kids in the situation um i didn't if i had heard this statement uh years prior to me getting married I probably would side-eye her tremendously. Um, I grew up in a single-parent household, and that's no shade to my mom or whatever, but there was never 
a, a time when I had to see her uh, put somebody before me or put somebody first because she was single a good majority of my upbringing. And so I can't say that, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw my parents do I, that or I saw my mom and my stepdad do that or whatever the case may have been. I think the also the thing is, like, I think when you hear the words put before, yeah, it doesn't mean that you're putting, like, the kids on the back burner. Yeah. So I, I think just the wording of that just makes it sound like, hey, you know, we're going to take care of ourselves and then we're going to handle the kids. Yeah. But I think what she was really saying is is that you don't put your kids before everything in your relationship. Yeah. So you make time and, again, as we always talk about with any of these uh, issues that we discuss um, on here, it's always about... Uh, not only timing and communication, but it's always about what works for you and your individual relationship. Uh, because how they do things may not work specifically for you, but I think it is some still some good advice to pick and choose uh, and make time for your relationship. Because if you and the other person that you're raising children with aren't in a good place, you can't really... Uh, do your best in raising your children and keeping them in a good place. Right. I think that's what she meant when, uh, about I like think the foundation is good. I think a lot of people took it literally. Like, yeah. of course, you're literally not putting yourself and your husband before the kids' needs and well-being. Right. Um, and again, I think that's a microaggression towards her who seems to err more on the side of conservatism when it comes to uh they think her. she's a pick me yeah they think she's yeah. a pick me which is the to me you can't be the type of powerful person that she is outside of her marriage and consider her a pick me because she has a career of her own right um i honestly don't ever really see her tearing women down and things like that no. nature and two she picked she, hey, she, she picked by one of the liveest men in the nba yeah, yeah. she picked she's picked by an uh a legend. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a future Hall of Famer. So I don't know that we can consider her a pick me, but I know that we are in a time where women are kicking down doors. We're taking back our agency. Um, you know, we're not trying to dim the light of people who are sexually comfortable in their skin. Right. And so I feel like with that, you have we have a tendency to try to silence people who may still have uh more christian views and more, more conservative, conservative views, views on yeah. how they move but as a whole i'm gonna say this i've seen different types of marriages i've seen marriages where um the couple has been married for a very long time once the kids get grown and gone they end up diver- divorcing or separating right because they put so much of their life and marriage into just the kids that they don't know each other any uh, know each other anymore either because they're not the same people they were when they first got together yeah they, they basically you know ran the marriage like a business where the kids was the client so everything about was about making sure the kids was okay the kids was happy the kids was healthy and they kind of forgot about each other forgot about themselves and I, when they were growing and changing they never really came back together to reconnect 
that's that kind of goes back to our conversation about, about the stages, stages of, of marriage. marriage. Yeah. yeah, it's so, some it's some pros and cons to being in certain stages of the marriage, and I feel like being in that business that business stage and not separate and not getting out of it and getting back to the passion stage and you know the honeymoon stage and stuff you end up becoming strangers right. because you just are not connecting outside of anything but your kids and your family and work and stuff and so i've seen 20 30 year marriages go yeah. to shit yeah. after the kids get grown get gone start having their own kids because you you no longer know know each other yep. you don't know what you what the other person has evolved to because you did not take you did not make sure that putting your marriage was first. And to me, again, had this been years prior to getting married, I might have a different outlook on it. But now being being married and being a mother and seeing uh, just talking to other women, um, I'm in a Facebook group called The Real Wives. And there was a post recently which prompted me to come back to this Aisha article. Um, and one of the wives said that she puts everything that she is into her husband and her kids and, and now she's starting now she's starting to develop a, a some slight resentment because she doesn't know who she is mm -hmm. she doesn't have things that she likes to do she does everything is around the clock about her husband and her kids um let me say this <laughs> I commented and I and I made it very clear and if anybody if any of the if any married woman listens to this any mom or whatever anybody in a long-term relationship has a problem with this I'm glad to discuss it even have you on the show I don't revolve my world around Mike and London they are very important to me but I am so much more than Michael's wife and London's mother I have a lot to offer to the world Besides just presenting as a doting wife and mother. Mm -hmm. it, if I if I am a mother, yeah, yeah, boogies. I am a mother mm -hmm. and I am a wife. So that should tell you right there that I absolutely adore and love my husband and daughter. But my world doesn't revolve around them. I'm such a great person. If you, if you look at me as a whole, as an engineer, somebody who likes podcasting, somebody who's good at hands-on stuff you know somebody who's creative somebody who's funny somebody who is learning how to be an amazing cook and this that, and the third i have a lot to offer the world besides just saying everything that i am is about being a wife and a mother I, you know what we get into these conversations where we start to talk about things like that and then i see how you kind of like see it from a woman's perspective but i just i never really feel like I never really feel like the guys, I would, it's like men, we have this issue where we feel like we have to decide like like where it's a major deal where it can't be like, why can't both be important and you make the decisions as they come, well, right? For what yeah. you do. I don't feel like men, men have this problem but then in, I, in the marriage. I feel like you seeing that it should bring you to the place where where women talk about patriarchy and misogyny mm -hmm. and that's a part of it because men are not expected to tie their whole identity to being great husbands and fathers they are not expected to they really are expected do much. to ex exactly <laughs> you're expected to provide financially if a man can provide he is considered the 
top crop. of the line, yeah, like, the cream of the crop yeah. of a husband or a father, just as long as he's bringing some money in and he could pay some bills or whatever. But you don't never really hear about men having to say, I'm more than a husband and a father. I'm a not. nigga that like to shoot hoops. I'm good at playing pool. I got, I'm it's, in the cigar you know, club. You know what I, you know what I think it, uh, you know what I think it is? I think it's more so the opposite. Yeah. Where we have to prove we're good fathers. And that's the only thing I, that's the only thing I can see from, from men just in society, it's, it's especially black men. I'm not really, I don't really we know. We don't speak for white people. Yeah. Yeah. I, no. Just speaking for men of color, I will say I'm not just mm-hmm. black men, but yeah. men of color. Uh, I, I feel like that's more of a a trend where you kind of have to prove that you're not a deadbeat. Like, you got to prove that you're... I think, you know you're... what? If we was to rein it back, I think that's only black men. Historically, okay. historically, other non, non-black non men, like other men of color, uh, historically, they have uh, a one-up for being in their households. Okay. Uh, we don't discuss... Asian single mothers on a regular basis. We don't truly discuss uh, Hispanic, Latino, uh, Spanish. Yeah, something we don't do. We don't talk about you know them being single mothers because historically they have a reputation for the the dads being in the house. Same with Asians and same with you know uh, the our brown people, uh, Pakistani. uh, You know, one day we're gonna have to talk about that stigma too and how that all started and what kind of like led to that in relationships Uh, like i feel like that's a big uh i feel like that's a big thing so i feel like in the black community it's a lot of it has to do with us being snatched from our homeland and being brought over here and having our families torn apart going way back to slavery and things like that where i'm not i can't speak for the history of other cultures but i know our history mm-hmm. um, is very easy to find out just how much our families were torn apart. And, you know, even now it's still hard for a, a lot of us to trace our heritage in the United States. Yeah. Back past slavery. You yeah. Do it. We, you, yeah. It's hard to do. And even even post slavery, because we were ripped apart, you know, when we were being, you know, bought and sold and beaten, and raped and everything else. So I do think you have a point there. Like you know historically black men have a stigma of being um piss poor partners and fathers yeah. and so maybe and i think you that's the to... only thing you got to do now it's like you have to kind of go out of your way to say hey like i and you even see it on like social media like somebody will be just like doing something normal with their kid like, and they'd be like oh my god yeah, like they make walking, it like a super he like a walking super big his deal. son through the park in a wagon look at him <laughs> he a good father yeah that's what i'm saying it's like black it's, melanin magic like it's like okay like what was he supposed to do he's supposed to take care of his kids like and i i don't know it's just funny to me and i may be one of those uh I may be one of those enigmas where, like, I, I've i had both parents uh, my whole entire life. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, they're still married. They have, you know, their own things that go on, but they are still married. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I, I think I see it probably different than a lot of people would. Um, Just coming from that background. Uh, just having a... Um... 
I mean, and we could go, we could be honest about it. We could go ahead and say you have a father that's always been in your life and yeah. been present and accounted for, no matter what your parents may have gone through or no matter what they've had going on personally, just themselves and not each other. Right. Yeah, dad has always been there. Um, it's always, you know, uh, open door policy. Whenever you needed him, mm -hmm. he was available. He yeah. made himself available. So for you, um, being a father to me, uh, okay. I had this conversation. I'm going to try to get my friend on the show. Uh, he gets on my nerves a whole lot. He always <laughs> on the wrong side of shit and I have to correct him. But we had, I had this conversation not too long ago with my friend Brielle and he said that, you know, all he feels like he really needs to do as a husband and father is provide. You know, even he don't really like being home with the baby because he feel like he's not a, he's not nurturing by default and stuff like this. And I told him, I was like, to me, that does not nerd. Being a good parent is not nature or it's like it, you not born. Women aren't born to be more nurturing than anything we're taught that yeah we're taught that girls should play with baby dolls learn how to cook in their play kitchens and you know as they grow up be there for a man and you know do things around the house you know cook clean do dishes learn how to you know wash clothes and all that stuff and men should be tough get jobs and take the trash out. play with legos <laughs> take the trash out they got fake tools and stuff like that yeah but i had to explain like you didn't like maybe not growing up with a father in the house who was hands on or a period is is why you feel like that. But Mike's I dad, <clears throat> Mike's dad to has always been pretty hands on. And that's according to his, you know, Mike's mom and Mike himself, his dad cook, his dad clean, you know, his dad, like his dad didn't just sit around, come in from work with his, and do Al Bundy and drink a beer and put his hand down his pants. Right. Like if his dad needed to cook, then food got cooked. When things need to get cleaned up, his dad clean up. His dad don't just sit around like, I'm the man, I bring in the paycheck, shut the fuck up and make me a steak. Like... <laughs> 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 he might have to square up if he says some shit like that. <laughs> but so with Mike now, well, it's Big Mike and Little Mike. It's Mike's dad, Mike and Mike. You ain't had to tell them all that. <laughs> shit, they don't need to know all that. But, How you edit that out? <laughs> nah. But when when we go see Mike's parents, Mike dad will cook. You know, he actually a really good cook. That's what's crazy. Yeah. And stuff like that. And now with Mike in the house, I don't have to say, Mike, can you give me a break and give London a bath? Mike, can you change London diaper? She hungry. She need to eat. Like, he just do it because he's seen his dad move like that. But we got a little off track, but it was worth right, getting off track right. about. But <laughs> again, like when it comes to like, I didn't, men never have to try to separate themselves from right. being a good dad or a good husband. Matter of fact, they have to chain themselves to it or they get looked at like less than, whereas women on the opposite, if a woman is not always touting how good of a wife or a mother she is, society looks at her crazy. Like, well, ain't you married? Don't you got a kid? Why you out? Why you out doing this? Or right. why you doing that? Go take care of your kids. Shouldn't you be cooking for your husband instead of doing ABC? Shouldn't you go fuck your husband? Like that's the kind of stuff that women 
tend to get. So I can see how a lot of married women, both past, present, and future, will tie so much of their identity to being married and being a good parent and, t and pour so much into their kids because women are not allowed to be deadbeat parents. Like a nigga could be a deadbeat father and that's just that is well take the deadbeat to court. A woman don't have custody of her kids or for whatever reason or you know, people feel like she's not a good a mother as she can be because maybe the kids didn't get a haircut yet. Right. Then it's, ooh, the bitch a deadbeat. She a deadbeat. So I can see how so much gets tied into making the kids okay because a lot of it is we don't want society to badmouth us as parents. Right. It's, it's always the outlook of how society sees something. And it's and it's kind of just funny, fun to have this conversation and kind of see the differences and see how far on the opposite side of the spectrum, uh, like, these things can be uh, with relationships. So, uh, I think we said all that to say, uh, or to get kind of back on topic. Yeah, <laughs> that you have to pour... You have to put your relationship first. Yeah. You got to have date nights. You got to make sex a priority. You got to, even if it, let me take that back. Skirt. Not just sex. You have to make intimacy a priority. And intimacy does not always mean sex. It could, <clears throat> could be just a little massage or take a shower together. It could just be a nice little conversation. Nice like little you. conversation. An in-depth conversation about just what y'all got going on, how y'all feeling about each other, how y'all feeling about life. Because you could feel good about your spouse, but they could be going through something outside of you. And you don't know because y'all just not talk about nothing but the kids. Yes. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, oh, well, you know, little Sam Sam got baseball. <laughs> <laughs> little Sam Sam. Hey, <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny about that is because, and uh, shout out to Janiqua. Uh, but my Aunt Janiqua, uh, she mentioned that. The little Sam Sam shit. And <laughs> when, when she texted me about the show, that was one of the quotes that she put in when she said she was listening to the show. So shout out to my Aunt Janiqua. Hey, Janiqua. We love you. But um, oh, we, <laughs> but it's just, if you make everything about the kids or work or you lose a lot to learn about your partner, like you, you start to really drift away. Like, and like for example, when me, when Curtis and I, shout out to Curtis, better known to y'all as Trillificent. Don't call him Curtis if you're not his friend. I don't like that shit. But <laughs> um, shout out to Curtis. But when Curtis and I started talking about starting flawless noises, I, Mike was one of the first people I told. And mm -hmm. when like it became, he knew it was something important to me, something I was excited about. And we talked about it and I ran ideas past him. And, you know, we had a lot, you know, he had a lot of input and a lot of encouragement. But imagine if all we sit down at night and talk about is what's going on with London. He would have really missed out on seeing me go through this journey and seeing it or uh, seeing a vision come together and how good the vision is now. Right. And the same thing, you know, Mike is into a lot of creative writing. He's into anime. I haven't had a chance to really sit and watch any with him because I've been wanting to get flawless noises up and running. But that's something that he likes to do. So that's something that we watch together. You know, I got some favorite shows. Everybody know how I feel about Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody knows how I feel about my hero, Attack on Titan and stuff like that. Um... Everybody knows I'm still pissed about Death Note. 
<laughs> so, but again, we still take time out outside of our busy schedules and outside of things London has going on and, you know, keeping up with our parents and our family because we so far from everybody um, to just still talk to each other and laugh together and joke together and be allowed to be ourselves be ourselves together outside of being a parent right being an engineer right you know being a a, a manager or working work, like we take time out of our work life and parent life and we you know have you know we we kind of old we getting washed so now we on this little belvedere kick we didn't brought belvedere back for the uh 2019 because it's smooth yeah it is kind of smooth. Uh, smooth and you know we sit and have a drink together and you know we plan to do stuff even if it includes london we still plan to do stuff together it ain't just okay i'm doing this with london okay well tell me about it when you get home or you go ahead and I'll stay home. Like, when we do stuff, when we have the time, we do it together. You know what I'm saying? So, it, I do agree with, I say that to say this, I wholeheartedly agree with Aisha Curry. And I agree with her. And we've had this conversation without even bringing up the Bible. Yeah. You know, we ain't even brought up the Bible. Because the Bible talks about God, your spouse, then them kids. And then whoever else after that, but really shouldn't be nobody else after that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we, I agree with her. Um, I am glad that she presented it in a way she's got, first of all, shout out to her media coaching. <laughs> whoever, whoever's media, she's gotten a lot better at doing interviews and saying what she wants to say. Um, without it coming across kind of weird and right, or judgy, without it being having that to be, tone, without it being able to be taken out of that context, and yeah, she meant it, yeah, because people who took it out of context is because they the, wanted yeah, to, they or they didn't read the article because it was right there. Before I even read the article, I tweeted on Twitter. I was like, I'm pretty sure she meant that putting your marriage first helps you to. Better parent, better run the household, better right. keep everybody on track. Lo and behold, when I finally opened the article, boom, said just what I said. Because I'm not an idiot. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't go around thinking that a woman with three kids who look to be happy, healthy, and extremely freaking rich, are, are their well-being is not being held as priority. Right. So, yeah, because we're not stupid, you know, we could have inferred that without even reading the article, truthfully. But the the article basically confirmed it. And she's she said it in a manner that it wasn't judgmental or, right. you know, um, you know, y'all single bitches wouldn't notice or nothing. It was just saying, like, having parents who have been married 30 years each um that's the advice that they that's got the from advice their that parents. they got and it was some gems yeah um you know we don't get a ton of alone time but we 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 make moments for each other mm -hmm. and we do we do it all the time like i know it might seem weird but me and mike pretty much text all day every day you know when one of us is at work you know um yeah, check and in if I'm on break or lunch or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, crack yeah. jokes. You know, I go to work really early in the morning. So when Mike gets up and gets himself together, we text and talk in the morning before he heads out to work and stuff. And that might sound like the corniest shit in the world after you've been married going on three years. But the fact of the matter is just having that communication throughout the day 
it it keeps us closer together. Like you don't feel like you missing out so much uh, your partner during the day when you communicate, even if it's just via text messages mm-hmm. or a little short phone call on, on the way to work or on break or on lunch, a little FaceTime or whatever the case may be. So, um, shout out to the Currys, uh, you know, they, I can't say what's going on on the inside cause I don't know, know them personally, but based on their advice, based on what we see of them, um, they have really good balance in their marriage. She's yeah. not, she's not, she's not tied down to just being Stephen Curry's wife. But you know, she's celebrity chef Aisha Curry with her own cookware line, her own cookbook, her own cooking show. She makes guest appearances on, you know, Rachel Ray and some other cooking shows, and you know, mother to three kids and Stephen Curry's wife. Like she has been able to establish her own identity. She's not being drowned in her husband's right. superstardom. And he allows her the space to breathe and spread her wings and have her own business ventures. And he doesn't dim her light. He wholeheartedly supports her. And so that is the kind of balance that we really needed. Yeah. Yeah. We aim for, we want that kind of balance. And I think we do a pretty good job at it. Um, considering the type of whirlwind we've been on the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we find balance and we find time to have straightforward conversations, straightforward communication. Um, and the time to just kind of enjoy each other. Like, even before we just started recording this (laughs) podcast, we was here just cracking up. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's even just those moments that can just be special. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, that, that's pretty much all I wanted to say about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we're not going to hold you guys too much longer. We aim to keep, um, the shows when it's just Mike and I, uh, fairly short. You know, we don't need to... we can get a lot said in an hour or less. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we hope that you enjoyed last week's show about finances and merging money. We hope you enjoy this week's show. Um, currently looking to reach out to a sex therapist to have on the show. So if any of my listeners um, know any sex therapists who are capable and willing to um come on to podcast and talk i want to um invite you um mike and i would love to do an episode on um how to be in a relationship with somebody who has dealt with sexual trauma um and you know steps to take to have a healthy sex life with your partner though they've endured sexual trauma Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. I feel like that's an amazing episode, one that a lot of people, um, a lot of times we don't hear about. We don't hear about how people who have dealt with sex trauma have healthy relationships. So if you know anybody, um, at us, and you know, at me on Not So Newly Wed PC, um, or send me a DM, whatever the case may be, um, you know, tag me on our Instagram or on our Facebook, if you know anybody, and we will get in contact with them. And, um, yeah, if you have any feedback, any show ideas, let us know. Um, but I am going to say that we are done. Is that safe to say? That is safe to say, yeah. I think think we've uh, made our point. I don't know. 
yeah, at how the, much at more that point, detail we, we can go into it. Just about be that. talking to talk. Yeah. Um, but that's it for us. We appreciate you guys. We are glad you take a chance on such a new podcast. We hope you enjoy the content. Don't forget to go and leave us ratings and reviews and uh such on Apple Podcasts and any other place you can leave ratings and reviews. Uh, reach out to us. Uh, engage us. We engage back. And as always, we will see you back in two weeks. Peace.